Today's podcast is brought to you by our friends at Banzoogle. Built for musicians, by musicians. Banzoogle powers the websites for tens of thousands of artists around the world. Their simple step-by-step system will get you online in minutes. Choose from dozens of mobile-friendly templates, then customize your design in just a few clicks. Built for musicians, by musicians. Banzoogle has all the features you need for your website and EPK already built in, including tools to sell music and merch commission-free, commission-free crowdfunding and fan subscription features, mailing list tools to grow your fan list and send professional newsletters, integrations to pull in content from your online services, including YouTube, Twitter, and SoundCloud, and live support from their musician-friendly team seven days a week. Go to Banzoogle.com to try it for free for 30 days and be sure to use the promo code DRUMMERGIRL. That's all one word to get 15% off for the first year of any subscription. Hello, my drumsters. It's Marie Mutel. Welcome back to another episode of The Little Drummer Girl. I am going to share with you one of the segments that we had on the Tampa Jam. It's time to pivot online summit. And and I really hope you enjoy this. Stay tuned for more releases from the summit. I will be sharing those as well. And you can also check out the video version at Tampa Jam vlog at YouTube. Go look it up under my name, Dawn Marie Mutel, M-U-T-E-L-L. Enjoy. I prepared this summit so that you, as the musician, the artist, the entrepreneur, can actually find a way to get more of your business that you might have been doing outside of an online arena to bring it online now so that you can continue to do the thing that you love, which is your music, your artistry, or your business. I formed this summit so that I can get you guys as much information as I could possibly get in the short amount of time and have it condensed so that you can learn from everyone who's here with us and see exactly what you can do and get some ideas to maybe get your business up and get it online as quickly as you can say, boo. Today we have Dave Gould. Yes, that's his real name, who is the VP of Business Development at Van Zubel. Dave has spoken at dozens of music conferences, including SXSW, Canadian Music Week, the ASCAP Expo, and many more. He's also a recovering punk rock drummer, comedy nerd, wine snob, and vintage hockey card collector. Hey, Dave, welcome. I'm so excited that you finally made it with us today. Thank you. Thanks for having me, and thanks for your patience in booking this. I appreciate it. (laughs) Great to be here. No problem. I hope your family is safe and sound. We're all good. Yeah, we're up in Montreal, Canada, which was actually the epicenter in Canada for a while, our city, because we're we're a lot smaller than New York, but it's a similar type of city where everyone lives on top of each other. So it was pretty bad at the beginning, and it's gotten better, but we're all good. Thanks for asking. I hope everyone's good down down your parts in Florida. So far, so good. We have so much to cover today. So is it okay if we just jump right in? Let's do it. Okay, great. I see that you're a recovering punk rock drummer. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Because I have to hear more about that. Yeah, so in a past life, as I like to call it, I was uh, I was a drummer. I, I grew up in a very musical family, so when I was every Saturday since before I was born, so going back forty years now, my dad has had a jam in the family house basement. So yeah. every Saturday there's a blues jam, and there's actually a couple of plaques on the walls in our in our the family home of all the musicians that have passed through over the years. It's like 
hundreds and hundreds of musicians. But when I was five, their drummer quit and he just trained me like a monkey to like keep a beat. And so I became their drummer. And then I went from there when it wasn't, you know, cool anymore to play with your parents band. I went on and played in a bunch of punk rock bands up here in Montreal. And, you know, I had some minimal glory in in those bands like t- doing little tours and signing to very small local labels and sleeping in vans and, <laughs> and parking lots and all that fun stuff but um i um i never wore earplugs back then and i did a real number on my ears and so my right ear i tell people is just there for symmetry it actually doesn't do very much anymore it doesn't like i lost a bunch of hearing i have severe tinnitus the ringing in your ears i decided to shift to the industry side when i was in my mid-20s i guess and uh, so, yeah, I'm still still recovering from those years. <laughs> wow. I mean, well, that's that's heavy. You know, it's heavy music. And and back then, you know, those big amps that they're like, you know, right in your ears. And I know because I, I when I play, I try to keep my ears protected and things like that. And when I go to Very concerts important. to shoot, I always wear plugs. And, you know, my friends used to laugh at me. And I'm like, I don't care. I'm not Wear your earplugs, everyone. That's it. Wear those earplugs. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, I said, this person, do you still play at all? No, I haven't played music in uh, probably 15 years now. Um, I really kind of left it behind and dove straight into, I started my own record label and from there found myself doing a whole bunch of different and interesting projects in the music industry and uh, wound up with me working at Banzul now for uh, going on 10 years and been there for nine years. So it all all kind of brought me to where I am today. extremely fortunate and happy to be where I am. So no regrets. Uh, it's it's not something I think about ever. Um, it was fun back then, but I really kind of just turned a switch and focused on trying to help musicians really. It was, was I love the main that. goal. Yeah. I love that. Uh, but before I get into that, I just have another quick question because I see that you're a vintage hockey card collector. Do you play hockey? I mean, being in Canada, Montreal especially, I mean, it, hockey is kind of a religion up here. And sure. so I grew up playing hockey and uh, rediscovered my passion for collecting hockey cards uh, a few years ago. You know, the whole nostalgia thing is huge, right? With yeah, vintage sure. toys and cards and collectibles and things like that. So I must be hitting middle age because I'm starting to... <laughs> you know, want to collect cards again, like I did when I was a kid. So yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely a passion and a hobby that, uh, you know, gets my mind off, off things for brief moments uh, throughout the week. (laughs) I hear you. uh, Life is very stressful these days. That's for sure. To say the least. I used to work with the NHL and I, I always wanted to learn how to play. You know, my brother used to play roller hockey and some ice hockey and, and I'd say, you know, Al, teach me how to play. And he's like, Oh, girls don't, you know, girls don't play hockey. But then, Uh you know, in in 19, uh, what was it? 98 when the, when the uh, female team won in the USA. And I was like, Hmm, exactly. Those words now, right? There's actually been a female, (laughs) NHL goalie, uh, Manuel Rayom. Really? She's a, from up here in Canada. Yeah. So briefly, but oh, yeah. it was a it was really a big deal. And and women's hockey is huge in, in Canada as well. Um, it's always Canada versus the U.S. in the finals of those things because the right. two countries are a little bit more. Really. It's always great games. Yeah. And I love Montreal. I haven't been up there since about '87, I think. Uh, um, but. It was just spectacular. It was such a beautiful country. And I remember, yeah. um, what is it? Uh, Mount Tremblant? Yeah. Yeah. Mount yeah. Tremblant, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I went on a seaplane ride over there. It was just amazing. Oh, <laughs> the landing was freaky as all hell because I see these massive pine trees. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, we're going to crash. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a little nerve-wracking. Yeah, Mount Tremblant, beautiful. It's, you know, I always tell people if they want to come visit Montreal, they absolutely should and need to. But 
between the months of like June and August. And then after like, <laughs> if you're not a fan of winter, just avoid it for about eight months of the year because it sure. is, people don't believe you, but it, like a lot of Benzigo members are in the US and I'm friends with a bunch of them. And I'll text them screenshots of my weather app and be like, hey, it's, you know, minus 32 degrees Celsius today. And then a few months later in, the, in summer, it'll be almost a hundred degrees Fahrenheit. We go from one extreme all the way to the other so wow. it's it's uh summer is in montreal are a big deal there's usually tons of festivals happening because people want to get outside but obviously with the pandemic i mean everything is canceled so there's no music festivals no film festivals so. so sad i know very strange so strange summer in the city right now the most of the restaurants open and things like that right now as well yeah i uh, just yeah. started recently everything's starting to reopen with limited capacity and things like that and and distancing but um it's it's strange it's very strange and numbers are going up of course because things are reopening so they're you know it's i think it's going to be uh, i think it's going to be an interesting few months of shutting things down getting under control opening back up for club owners i mean in, i know people that own small uh venues up here music venues that's the thing is they're the first to close and they're going to be the last to be able to reopen the small venues because they can't social distance in a capacity 80 club like you can't yeah, it's you economically can. viable Mm-hmm. to do it anyways so yeah. it's it's pretty sad we already lost a couple of important music venues in montreal in the last oh, month yeah. and so and there will probably be more unfortunately so it's it's very strange times uh for the live music industry for sure really sad to hear that so i'm hoping that things can kind of get back to normal and stuff um how did you end up working with van Zugel? i god <laughs> it was uh i started my label I wanted to put out a compilation CD back when there were CDs and, you know, they're a popular format, uh, especially those CD-ROMs. If you remember this one, you could put some video files yes. at the end, like as a bonus yes. on the CD. So I wanted to put out a, a compilation of my favorite s- solo artists and I wanted to record little snippets of interviews with them uh, to include as a CD-ROM bonus. And that, So I hired a, a childhood friend of mine who was a professional camera person to come, come interview these artists. And long story short, it ended up being a feature documentary film with a bonus compilation CD that came with it. We interviewed 20 artists. We interviewed the founders of CD Baby and Sonic Bids back then. Um, Just to talk about the experience of being an independent musician, this is 2005. So this was just before MySpace hit. So the social media thing wasn't even a thing. But it was interesting because the experience of independent musicians was very common across genres. And so that came out and the founder of Sonic Bids at the time, Panos Pane, was super supportive and he made it mandatory viewing for all new staff at the company and Van Zugel hired a CEO a few years after that and he became friendly with the Sonic Bids people and was saying like hey I'm gonna I should write this blog post about music conferences and giving advice and they're like hey there's a guy named Dave Cool in your hometown that did this great movie and also blogs and puts out free ebooks for musicians you should probably meet with them and, and then met with their ceo at the time this was probably 10 years ago and uh, uh yeah the rest is history I, i've been there ever since and i've always known Van Zugel. i should point out I, i've been working there for almost 10 years but i for my record label and for that movie i used Van Zugel to power the websites because it's a montreal it was a montreal-based company and i knew the founder chris I knew his band. They were the big rock band in Montreal's scene when I was coming up. And so I knew the band. And then when they broke up, um, kind of a funny origin story of Van Zugel, he was hired by the major label he was on to design. He was a web designer. So he was hired to design all the websites of all the bands on the label. And that quickly became overwhelming because everyone's like, uh, up, 
can you add this date to our tour? Can you add this photo? Can you change your bio? Can you do this and that? And he built a control panel with a login for all the bands and managers that do it yourself. I'm too busy. And everyone stopped bugging him. And so Banzoogle was born, basically. He thought, oh, this could be useful. So this is 17 years ago, 18 years ago. Yeah. So he thought that could be useful for other musicians. And 18 years later, we're powering over 50,000 websites for musicians around the world. So it was kind of a funny accident uh, that it all happened. And I knew the, I knew Benzigal when they started. I started using them. When I joined the company, I logged into our admin to see my accounts. And they were from 2000, early 2004, and the company launched in late 2003. So I was oh like a, an original user. So I've always loved the product, the platform, and what it's what they do for musicians. So it's, it's been fun to, uh, to be part of the, the company. That's amazing. Uh, what is the name of your label? Do you still have the label? Or? Oh, no, no. It oh, lasted okay. uh, two releases. I released one album for a, a singer-songwriter up here in Quebec, uh, then let him out of his contract, and he signed to other bigger labels and uh, released the movie, and then that was it. I, wow. Uh, okay. I did programming at a couple of venues in Montreal for a couple of years, and then start, Then I worked for Van Zugel ever since. So I kind of jumped around the industry, learned, which was great because I learned different aspects of the industry, and uh, it's definitely helped um, inform some of the... We're really, we really focus a lot on educating musicians, so it, it helped form a lot of... Uh, that ex- those experiences definitely um, helped with a lot of that education for artists because knowing what it's like on both sides, trying to book and then being booked and things like that. So, uh, but no, no more label. Um, that's a very tough job, and there's some great people doing it, but uh, I was just not one of them. I hear you. It's good that you do jump around, and I and I always say that to people like, you know, take the jobs even if you're doing stuff for free because. You learn so much, and you can always implement it into your own business somehow, some way. And it could be just that little tiny snippet of something, but it could be instrumental and really into like kicking something into who knows where. So tell us a little bit more. So Banzoogle is a website developer. Like you can make your websites. Like what's the difference of using a Banzoogle versus a WordPress or a Wix website or something? Sure. Yeah. So Banzoogle is an all-in-one website platform, but it's specifically for musicians. And the company's actually been around for as long as, or even a little bit before some of those bigger names like WordPress, Wix, Squarespace. They all kind of started around the same time, not aware of each other. So Banzoogle has been around for 18 years. And so the company's slogan for many years was, it's so easy your drummer could do it, which I love. Um, so it's basically an easy, simple website platform for musicians where you can build your own professional website. So all the design templates are there. Our lead designer and our design team takes great care so that all the design templates are great out of the box. You can just apply it to your site and you're good to go. All the colors and fonts are all matched, paired well, but you can go in and just with point and click customize every element, font, color on your site to really brand it how you want. You get everything included, so domain name included, hostings included, seven-day-a-week support is included. Um, Plus, we have a bunch of direct fan tools, so you can sell music, merch, tickets, including live stream tickets. Uh, You can take donations. You can run crowdfunding campaigns. You can do monthly fan donations, like a fan subscription, Um, and it's all commission-free. Banzoogle's never ever taken a cut of sales we're just about at 65 million dollars in commission-free sales for the platform um from banzoogle members it's incredible to see and um built-in mailing list tool as well blog photo galleries and we have integrations with a whole bunch of different social media platforms and other uh, music platforms as well just to make things a little easier for our members to incorporate those tools so it's really an all-inclusive uh platform to build a website 
and sell your music and merch directly to your fans because that that way you're making more money because fans will listen to a cut and you're owning that relationship and that data so you get the email addresses and you're able to yeah. keep in touch with those fans over the long term which is super important to For be sure. able to do. Wow, that's that's stupendous. I mean, I, I didn't realize that they would be commission free on the sales end because most places they always want a cut of something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I should point out that Bandzoogle wow. is not free to use. So it's a different thing. So you pay a monthly subscription to Bandzoogle and it ranges from 10, 15 or $20 a month. And that's it. There's no extra fees for to change designs. You can change your design in two clicks. You can contact support seven days a week. There's no extra, of course, there's no extra charge for that. So, you know, members that pay the subscription have access to all the design plus all the e-commerce stuff. So we we never want to touch the artist's money. So it's really, you're basically paying for the hosting, the support, and then access to the tools. But you own your domain name, you own your content, you own your mailing list. If someone leaves Banzoogle for whatever reason, they, they take their domain, they take their content, they take oh, their nice. mailing list. We don't, we're just powering the back end, making it look great. Yeah. We're there to help you when you need it. But we want you to be front and center and own the relationship between uh, yourself and your fans. And that's really unheard of because, you know, most places, if you go somewhere, you know, they want to have ownership of everything. It's like you give up yeah. so much sometimes. And I really love that you guys are doing this for artists this way because it's really unheard of. So that's amazing. And those prices are really good because I know for my hosting, I always have to pay this, that, and the other thing and for my podcast, this, that. So yeah. before I know it, I'm spending, you know, whatever per month. And I'm thinking, it's a lot of money. It adds up very quickly. It does. And they try, always try to upsell you on different packages that you may or may not need. It, can, right. it gets really confusing. I mean, you know, we're just, I think it's just always been that way. I think we've, Bandsicle raised their prices once, and I think it was very, very early on in the company's history. And then the only other change to the pricing was to add the light plan, which was the $10 a month plan, which was, I think, over 12 years ago. But prices have remained the same, and we've just been adding and adding and adding to the platform based on feedback, which what I love about the company is that every request that comes in from a member whether it's through our live chat or an email ticket to support, whether it's to me directly or to our team at music conferences, every suggestion gets logged in a database. And our CEO, Stacy, and the developers look at those suggestions and build out the tools that our members are requesting. So 18 years of that, of musicians telling Van Ziegel what they want on their, for their websites, you know, you end up with a pretty robust platform that specifically fits the needs of musicians and bands which is which is pretty cool i'm so excited about it and i know that you've gone way above and beyond and you've actually prepared something special for our participants today can you tell us a little bit about that yeah sure so if you use the uh the promo code tampa jam all one word tampa jam when you sign up for a free trial there's a little checkbox and you can enter a promo code so just enter the promo code tampa jam all one word and so it's free to try you get 30 days free to try by google and if you build a site that you like and you want to stick around and register a domain name you can upgrade to any of the three plans and you'll get a 15 percent discount off the first year of any of the Google plans with that Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Tony, this is the place to go to get your beautiful website and having 50% off for a year. It's a no-brainer, guys. So don't wait and take advantage of that while you can. How can people stay in touch with you? Are you on social media that can stay in touch? Probably the best. For me personally, 
and this is going to be the lamest answer you'll ever get to this question, but <laughs> for me personally, LinkedIn is actually the place where I post most business stuff, music industry stuff. You can follow me on Instagram, but it's 99% pictures of my dog. Like I don't use it for anything <laughs> to do with the music industry. Um, but people can definitely follow the Bandzoogle blog. It's kind of my baby at Bandzoogle. I was originally hired to contribute to the Bandzoogle blog, and I've been overseeing it and curating it now for almost 10 years. Wow. And we put out new content uh, two to four times a week with advice for musicians on all, all aspects. It's not just website tips. There's a lot of that, of course, being a website platform. We have specific categories with website tips for musicians. But everything from crowdfunding to selling music to marketing your music to creating lyric videos, I think, is one that came out today. Oh, wow. um, you know, anything and everything that musicians have to think about you know, in their careers to market and, and sell their music. So we're constantly putting up new content there. And I'm really proud of the work that our team does. And when the pandemic hit, I mean, we we had several months of blog posts and things prepared and ready to go. And we had to throw it all out and oh, start yeah. over because it wasn't relevant. Um, oh. So there's, if you go to the blog, there's a, you'll see on the, on the right side of the page, there's a COVID-19 resources section. If you click on that, there's uh, a bunch of free webinars. They can watch the replays. There's uh, tons of guides and content related to uh, navigating uh, your music career during during a pandemic. And so there's a ton of resources there that I'm super proud of. And, you know, we we were kind of hoping, I don't know if you remember, like initially it was like, oh, we'll just, you know, we're going to close things down for a couple of weeks and then, then right. see where it's at. And, here we are. No. And months later, you know, it's yeah. like, uh, okay, this is not uh, going away anytime soon, isn't it? Exactly. So uh, we're going to continue adding to that, you know, because things aren't quite back to where they, they were pre-pandemic, obviously. Uh, things are opening up a little bit, but there's still, you know, a lot of musicians hurting out there that have lost that live um, touring revenue. So we're going to keep putting out those resources on the blog. So I'd say that's the best. You don't, don't follow me. I'm pretty boring. But the blog... <laughs> is a great resource for musicians. Uh, we're, I'm really proud of the work that we do there. I'll make sure I link everything up there. Thank you again, Dave. I really appreciate everything that you've done for this summit and for, for me and for everybody who's been out there watching it. Because I know I've learned a lot. You do give so much amazing, valuable information. It's so diversified. And the webinars have been, of course, some amazing people that you've guys interviewed. And it's just a plethora of information. So if you guys are really looking to get some invaluable information that's free and it's at your fingertips, please definitely go check out Banzugo. And Dave, I hope that you and your family stay safe and sound. And I hope to see you if you ever get over to the Tampa area when things return to normal. Or if I'm out in Montreal, I would love to catch up. Absolutely. Grab Absolutely. a bite or something. When this is all done, we'll definitely meet up at some point somewhere. <laughs> That's great. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate everything. Cheers. Thank you. I am so excited to share with you something I've been working on for you guys for quite some time now. It's a program I put together and it's called Podcasting for Drummies. I'm hoping that it's okay to share a little bit about it. In Podcasting for Drummies, you get nine modules with step-by-step -step video instruction. Each video will take you by the hand and show you exactly what you'll need to do to get your show online. It'll teach you how to build your show from ground zero to your launch. Have your show on multiple destinations like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and so many more popular destinations. You'll learn which equipment to use and how you can build your home studio for pennies on the dollar. 
Learn the step-by-step actions to get your RSS feed launched, as well as how to record and edit your show. I'll also show you how to create graphics with a couple of clicks for free, and I'll also show you how to find your guests and how to get them booked on your show. I've seen two types of people, one of them who spend hours and hours get the work done only to come up short at the end. And then there's the others that do the same thing, but they use the tools to get the job done quickly and they spend less time working on them. So that's why I created Podcasting for Drummies. I wish I had this course when I was starting out. I actually delayed putting my two podcasts up for two years after I had decided to do it. Two years I wasted because I didn't have the information like this class does. I had to piecemeal everything and it was all over the place. And I was unsure and not convinced that I could do it because I was not a technical person. So I put this course together. It has nine modules of videos where you can go step by step to get your website, your podcast, and your show notes. This class will show you how to get it done. You can get your show up within 30 days or less. It's up to you. I love those who take fast action. And if you do and purchase the course today, you're going to get six hours of interviews with the experts in podcasting, live streaming, and membership site building. So I bet you're asking, well, how much is this, Marie? Your investment would normally be $397, but... Because I'm really feeling generous, I'm giving it away today for $97. This class can get you up and running quickly from the ground up. Don't hesitate. All modules can be learned at your best time. So don't delay in getting your show up. Pick up Podcasting for Drummies today. Just go to www.podcastingfordrummies.com and get your copy today. I'll see you inside. And remember, it's never too late to leave a trailblazing behind you. So rock on and rock out, and I'll catch you on the flip side.